Let's do a little shot, shall we? Should I go down and get an actual shot, or should I just do it here? I can't see. I don't want to watch you walk watch you walk yeah, your jaw. I can't see your dick again. <laughs> uh, that's. I'm gonna need to drink a lot more. <laughs> I've seen your dick one more time than I've ever wanted to. <laughs> John's obviously never played it on a hockey team. Does everyone who plays hockey sees Kevin's dick? I don't understand. <laughs> that is a prerequisite. <laughs> you see a lot of dicks when you play it. You do see a team. lot of wangs for sure. I've never played. That's why I don't like sports. Because you don't like wangs? I don't. No, I'm not a fan. My own. That thing's amazing. I play with it all the time, but. And I try to get other people to play with it. <laughs> so, <laughs> I do a lot of things with my penis. And I'm I've been just... to jail several times trying to get that to happen. <laughs> Cheers. History Defeats Itself is a comedy podcast. Kevin, John, and Greg are not experts, historians, or even all that smart. Hello and welcome to History Defeats Itself. My name is Kevin Rosenquist. Thank you for being here. We are a comedy podcast that wonders why do we never learn from our history? Of course, I am being joined. I don't know why I said I'm being joined. I am joined by my two co-hosts, two men who uh, are both upset that they also have not won a Grammy for uh, Best Album, John Banks and Greg Mitchell. You keep saying that, and I keep reminding you that Greg and I wrote a very lovely Grammy award-winning album in 1984 called Teletubby Time. <laughs> that was well before the Teletubbies, I think, too, so kudos. Well, we were, we're, still, we're still getting residuals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How do you think we afford these smooth haircuts? We were on did the you first, guys, uh, did you guys we were watch the, the Grammys? We were on the first episode of MTV Cribs. <laughs> I did not watch the Grammys because I don't watch any award shows because I feel like they're rich and they're all doing great. I don't I don't need to celebrate what they've done. I just I only watch the Junos. The Junos? Yeah, the Junos. I don't know what that is. Yeah, I don't even know what that is. It's the Canadian Music Award show. Oh, Oh, yeah. I should know that. No, I don't think many people do. Um, I watched the Grammys for the first time in as long as I can remember, and it was really entertaining, I have to say. And I I read the next day that they started this doing this thing where uh, in like 2021, they changed it to be more just live performances. So there was a lot of live performances and a lot less like sitting there waiting for awards and and, uh, speeches and stuff like that. So it was actually way more entertaining. Was Killer Mike killing it? Um, he, he, he won a lot of awards, but yeah. I don't think he performed that. Oh, I didn't arrest it. Oh, I really, I really like him actually. Oh, he's great. One of the jewels is awesome. Um, he got arrested. He did. Yeah. Yeah. But Brown. it was for, it was for misdemeanor assault. Assault. I did see that. Yeah. Actually. I don't, I don't yeah. know misdemeanor. Like, so I don't know if he had words with somebody because battery is physical. You can get charged with assault for words. Okay. So I, I think he sense that this episode is going to be about John's law degree. <laughs> Okay, oh so I'm going to you... tell you what jurisprudence means. <laughs> I'm just, I'm sorry. I know that you can't read, but I can. <laughs> and I read an article where they were talking about that. So go fuck yourself, you illiterate son of a bitch. Greg, uh, your time starts now. Illiterate means <laughs> you can't read, you dumb fuck. My, my rebuttal is this. John, mm-hmm. I agree. No, oh, okay. 
Everything you said checks out. I'm going to watch my P's and Q's. <laughs> yep. Dot those I's, cross those T's. Do you think you're supposed to watch? What's that stand for, P's and Q's? I know it's going to stand for words, right? Hmm. Well, I know, but I'm afraid if I say, then you're going to like have judgment because I know things. I, just, I can't uh, win with you. Do you really know this one? Because I don't. Proxies and Quertus. <laughs> They're Latin. I think I think you're wrong. I think it's Pac-Man and Cubert. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> it is. It is totally Pac-Man and Cubert. I have no idea. I have no idea where P's and Q's are. And I don't know why you got to dot your I's and cross your T's because there's you also got to dot your little J's. <laughs> you got to put a little line in your Q's, you know, or else everybody thinks there's an O. So maybe I don't gotta, know why people. Maybe you got to watch your P's and Q's because if you're dyslexic, they kind of they're just the opposite of each yeah. other. But I don't think that's it. I think they really stand for words. <laughs> I like Pac-Man and Qbert myself. Well, and they don't sound alike, so why don't they like at least? It should be like, what's your C's and K's? Because <laughs> right? like that, at least, you know. Yeah, you know, uh, you don't often mix up P's and Q's. Yeah. I it's don't know. Gotta, I don't know. This is a great mystery. I'm gonna if look only it we up. had a machine that could look it up for us. Guess what I'm doing my topic on? P's and Q's. <laughs> P's and Q's. Watching how random letters. Wait, how are you doing, Kevin? Did I'm you, doing great. Uh, did I'm you doing win great. any Grammys? I did not win a Grammy, um, sadly. Um, never going to happen, I don't think. What about an um, Oscar? Um, not yet. Right. I'm still working did on that you, one. Did you get nominated? No. <sighs> Man. Uh, I know. All right. All right. I know. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a total loser. It just means to mind your manners. Yeah. yeah. Are you looking at P's and Q's? Uh-huh. Yeah, this this is going to be painful for people to listen to. Why don't you, well, you guys can go on? Here. I'm just reading Wikipedia. Let's, let's get this bad boy going. Like I'm All right, to. yeah, go for it, John. Thanks everybody for being here. John is uh, John's leading today. What you got, bud? All right. Well, um, so recently, uh, my partner and I, Court Courtneyus, <laughs> Courtney, Courtney, are you talking about in law enforcement, like Pontiac John? Yes. No, no, I'm talking in business. My business partner Courtney, um, and we're in the business of. Pegging. <laughs> so that's I don't what, think that's I mean, what means. <laughs> <laughs> or I've been using it wrong. <laughs> Tomato dildo. You know, whatever. Um, so we watched the show Narcos. Mm. The one and there's six there's six uh, seasons and there's they're all six now. Well, there's today's there's episode going to be just a summary of everything that happened in Narcos. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> no. <laughs> so it kind of got me like really interested in drug trafficking. Oh. Um, and Wait. So in taking this, it on as a top as a subject or as a hobby or what no as a business <laughs> so i just want to throw some things out see what you guys think and then uh you know let's broadcast it and see if it brings the heat down up on me <laughs> trying to get uh, some advertising well, in right yeah, now we, yeah we could uh we could come up with a business plan live i mean i think you know first of all i mean my understanding of drug trafficking is you traffic the drugs and you sell them and then you take that money and then you launder it through stuff and then you buy stuff that you want hmm. that's that's how i understand so it your advice work. about uh, let's see, explaining narcos and drug trafficking is to watch Breaking Bad. I mean, that that is also a very good show, right? Good business model. Um, <laughs> but I feel I feel that he was like kind of small time, very regional. And what we want is we want national distribution. So yeah, but you got to start somewhere. Yeah, I mean, but I'd yeah, it's hard start- to start with national distribution. And you know, there, there's going to be there's going to be some some upset people too. Right, well, I'm talking part, to yeah. small thinkers. <laughs> okay. So yeah. I, that's on yeah, me. That's true. That's I true. thought you had big visions, but apparently you're limited by your vision. So can I handle your marketing? Uh, sure. Sure. Uh, um, 
Is it cool if I leave this podcast? (laughs) (laughs) The first thing we're going to do is start a podcast. That's for sure. That's step number one. Cocaine. (laughs) Cocaine. Cocaine. So this is actually, it is the history of smuggling from Mexico. Ah. Smuggling nuggets. Smuggling, (laughs) yeah. Well, they were... And well, and it started out where um, they <clears throat> smuggling started. Basically, uh, they started. It was actually Chinese immigrants, Chinese Mexican immigrants, who started planting poppy seeds or opium and smuggling opium up to the Chinese people who were working on the railroads, mm. like back in the like eight. Not eight, unlike ten. what happened in Narcos. Well, I mean, that was not in Narcos at all. <laughs> so, there was oh, no yeah. opium trade. Well, that's not true. There was actually opium, but... that's not true. Fucking what's his face traveled to Asia and they fucking did a whole thing about that. What, You're thinking of Lost in Translation. Yeah. What are you talking about? No, I'm not. Bill Murray and Scarlett Johansson were drug there traffickers. Was no that one? fucking. Oh yeah, that's right. That did who that. traveled to Asia? What are you talking about? Seriously, in Narcos, you don't remember that. Who the fuck went to Asia? <laughs> All right, with this, move on. I, are you talking about no, John and I games? need to figure, finish our argument? Our therapist tells us that we have to finish our arguments, <laughs> even if you're live on air. Yes. <laughs> well, okay. Seriously, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, you old man who gets shit confused. Yeah, I, I mean, you if can you make feel that like face. You have to insult me. That's yes. fine. I, I, I you don't remember that. that I was the showrunner for Narcos for the first two seasons. <laughs> okay. Uh, you're right. I, I apologize. My I bad. mean, I was the drug runner for the first two seasons. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then basically the, the Chinese started to smuggle across the border, bringing up opium. And then you had the um, Sonoa, 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 Sonoa. Um, Sinaloa, thank you. Sinaloa region of Mexico, where you basically had all these farmers and they started to grow like a little bit of poppy because they saw the money in it and then they started smuggling opium. But again, it was like very, very small scale. Um, and see, you start small, John. This is what Greg and I were trying to tell you. He's a big well, figure, though. We're going to see. We're going to see why you don't start small. We're going to get right. into why you go big. So right um, from the outset, you go right to big. Well, you gotta have a big vision, Greg. There's nothing wrong with having a big vision, but it's just I'm still gotta start logistics. Yeah, logistically, Mm -hmm. financially, you don't have a lot of capital, you know. Unless you're gonna have investors, but then you know, like then you You gotta gotta pay back investors. Get to the drugs for a little while. Yeah, you gotta. I mean, you gotta know what you're selling, right? Apparently, in drug smuggling, all you really need is gun and the propensity to commit violence. (laughs) With that, sky's the limit. I'm already out. (laughs) Because <laughs> you don't want a gun, or you can't be violent. <laughs> Both. <laughs> yeah, well, we start with a gun and see what you feel like. <laughs> we saw Kevin walking across his room, snuggling his fucking twig and berries. <laughs> of course, he's in. <laughs> well, I wasn't snuggling anything. Just, just so the listener knows, he was he's wearing sm- joggers without underwear. That's he's right. Smuggling. I'm smuggling currently plums. not wearing underwear. Yeah. He was smuggling raisins. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I said plums. I gave you more. Nope. I appreciate that. Yeah. They're yeah. shriveled up raisins. Never. <laughs> you were talking about how impressive it was earlier before we hit record. Well, and I think maybe you were just judging by my body language because my fucking jaw became unhinged. Mm. Not because I wanted to put it in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> not, not that reason. Look, my jaw wasn't came unhinged and my mouth started watering. That's yeah. what happens when I see a small penis that I want to put in my mouth. And then, and then I got a scared erection. <laughs> 
And then you got to masturbate to get the fear out. <laughs> and you can't just... walk around with that erection. <laughs> That's right. And you got to masturbate again. Just to make sure you got all the fear out. <laughs> That's right. Um, that was hot, Kevin. Can you get up again? <laughs> no, I don't want to do that to you, Greg. Hey, Kevin, why don't you go over across the room and get that guy guitar that's behind you? <laughs> Start playing it. Yeah. Start serenading you. Wouldn't that be funny if your guitar was only this big, but it was a perspective issue? <laughs> it's just like really just right there. It's right. It's like right uh, like behind yeah. my shoulder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's not funny at all. John, continue. You might think it's, I'm sorry. Uh, you were so boring. I totally stopped paying attention. <laughs> what's what's happening? That's on you, buddy. Okay. The topic that's is fair. not that's interesting. Fair. Um, so by the mid by the mid twentieth century, open opium production and trafficking in Mexico increased during the mid twentieth, and the drug trade was relatively small scale still compared to later years. So basically, from about like it, it really it started picking up in nineteen seventeen. So there was like some drug trafficking uh, in the early nineteen hundreds, and in nineteen seventeen, if you will remember from one of our first episodes, you had the Harris Act that passed, which made the import of cocaine, coca leaves heroin or any sort of opium product or um uh poppy it made it illegal to bring it into the united states so i don't remember did we talk about drugs in an early episode well i don't did i don't know if it ever aired but that was the one remember when we did that you did the drink that was when we were still doing the oh was that like our test episode or whatever okay well you did you did one on marijuana i don't know if it would have come up then yeah no I don't think I talked about trafficking. I do you remember being bored about that before? About marijuana. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're bored of everything I do. Yeah. I mean, if my mouth is moving, I didn't know it was bored. your episode. The marijuana episode? No, the yeah, the, whatever. All right, now I'm bored too. <laughs> um. So, so anyway, so 1917, you had this thing called the Harris Act that passed. And Wasn't that the same that. year as that flu that killed everybody? Uh, that would have been 1918. The, the other pandemic? It was 19, <laughs> I think it was 1917. Or was it 1914? <sighs> yeah. Um, anyway, and so then as, so then you started. Spanish flu was 1917. Okay. Okay. Just move uh, on. And, <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then um, what really caused the, um, Drug tra- or, or the trafficking, I, I wouldn't uh, to to really increase was when um, America had prohibition. Did they have and, Did they have cars back then where they got in traffic? You mean coming across the border, or yeah, like what? Kind, I don't understand what trafficking is. Trafficking is when you're moving illegal substances uh, from one country to another, or even within that country. And and you're stuck in traffic. Yes. <laughs> yep. yep. Why do they call it trafficking? You have to. Well, you can only traffic if you listen to AM radio. Um, (laughs) And your dad keeps telling you to shut up. (laughs) You're like, Dad, I got cocaine in the trunk. (laughs) That's my only memory of listening to AM radio. It's in the backseat of my dad. My dad was driving. I loved. I I did. I've talked about before. I loved talk radio when I was a kid. Of course, yeah. But you were like, you were born an old man. (laughs) So I loved rockabilly like a good kid. I never got really into rockabilly, but I did love talk radio. I was really into ACDC. Yeah, I was 12. Um, so then that really like kicked up. And and so basically what that did with, with Prohibition, you had three paths uh, that developed um, where or you had these like systems that got in place where they would traffic. And basically those it would come in through uh, Tijuana to San Diego. And then it would come through uh, Brownsville, Texas, which is the Gulf side. 
and then you had Juarez, but Juarez, Juarez was it through me, MS-13? Uh, no. Oh. No, it's not through MS-13. Um, I'm making a cocktail right on. What are you, right what are you, oh. okay, all right. Um, so anyway, so then, so the, the alcohol, the prohibition of alcohol really uh, developed these smuggling, like, paths or roads or plazas, if you will. Um, so then uh, going to the 1960s uh, is when you start having the rise of cartels because, like, in the 1960s, you have a lot of this, how do you say it? Sinola? Sinaloa. Sinaloa. I don't know why that's, but the Sinaloa, you had all these farmers in the Sinaloa region or Sinaloa state of Mexico who were growing. There's a song by Bruce Springsteen called Sinaloa Cowboys. Well, there you go, because that would be. That would be what these guys are because they were just a whole bunch of farmers and they like they were growing tomatoes. And then all of a sudden there was like a huge explosion of weed on college campuses. And so then they started exporting weed. Um, I like how you say weed, weed, weed. (laughs) You like weed, don't you? I love weed. So you said the 70s is when it when it started taking off that the smuggling. Well, like it when it really when it really became like a multi million, multi billion dollar. The business. cartels. That's when the cartels yeah, started. Yeah. So, so in the 60s, are we gonna get in so, trouble for talking about this? That's a oh yeah. Don't 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 give any secrets. Are but we gonna that's say a big, good? That's a big gap it? between prohibition and that. Well, there, so there was, <clears throat> but there was smuggling going on the whole time. But but think of it like you know, it was it was it was families that you made. So if you would get like. You know, I don't know, say like a thousand pesos for like having a whole field of tomatoes, you get 5,000 pesos for opium. So you had basically from the like from the 19 from around 1917 to the mid 60s, you just had these small farmers. You had all the basically you just had all these like small farmers who would sell to like traffickers. And were they like physically very, small or their farms were small? Their farms were small. Like they would have like. But could so, they have been small too? They probably they were, were probably small yeah. people. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Okay. Have Although you guys ever guys... chased the dragon? Have you guys ever done opium? Yes. No. Nope. I don't yeah. like drugs. Nope. Um, did you uh, Did you enjoy it? Opium? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I really, I really did. Listen like, to Kevin's is... laugh. <laughs> I was, like, opium and heroin are the two things that. Um, and, well, I've never tried fentanyl. Um, so I, you I tried know. heroin? Yeah, I tried heroin, and what it is wrong with uh, you. It is. He saw train spotting. He's like, you know what? That looked like such a good fucking idea. I wanted baby to die on me and in particular, you know, imagine it crawling on the ceiling, and oh, it didn't God. happen because yeah, I, mean, I was just out of. And you wanted to climb bad. through a toilet to get your drugs. And- I did, but mm-hmm. I didn't get to do any of that. I just basically laid on the couch and hallucinated. It was pretty cool. <laughs> um, but but I do I totally get how people when they do it or you know it's I, I like. I don't have the kind of brain where you get addicted to stuff. So like cocaine, alcohol, stuff like that. I think I can there's never... an episode of Starsky and Hutch where <laughs> Hutch got addicted to fucking heroin. I'm not even kidding. Oh my and God. And he had to come off it. And he was like really sweaty and staying in a fucking one room apartment for a while. And he just, I hope I'm not imagining that. I'm going to have to look into that later <laughs> because I'm pretty sure that happened. And that, that informed me not to ever try drugs because if fucking David Hutchinson can't do it. Neither but you have nice tried thing. drugs. Well, the heroin. How oh, big okay, of a gotcha. how big of a fan of Starsky and Hutch were you? Pretty big. <laughs> Pretty big. <laughs> I have never seen Starsky. And I, me Hutch. neither. I saw the movie. What? It was pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my, you know what? The movie would have been much better if you had you seen the original show because they recreated like so many of the exact same things that happened in the TV show. I feel... a bunch of Easter, they call those Easter eggs. Mm. <laughs> I. I mean, I know we always make fun of you for being older than us, but man, like this is a real God, you're fucking old moment. Yeah, this is an eye opener. Yeah. If that 
if that makes you feel better, John. Well, no, I'm, I'm thinking like five maybe years older than you, buddy. Maybe the reason the podcast hasn't blown up is you're holding us back, old man. Yeah, because we're hit. Uh, just Xers. say the word and. <laughs> <laughs> That's the second time he's quit this episode. <laughs> he can't quit quitting. <laughs> so, um, so yeah. So then, so you're the 60- so young, John. Oh my God, Gaga, Goo Goo, get in your crib, you little baby. I'm the youngest. Yeah, you don't look the youngest. Yeah, I do. This no, morning, I was brushing my teeth and yeah, I was I looking at my face and I was like, "Fuck." <laughs> that was it. <laughs> like, there was no. It was like I was just like, "Fuck." Good thing oh, I have, this is not going well. Oh, no, this Good thing is, I have this, face blindness. This is not getting better. This is every day it's getting worse and worse. Well, if you didn't have well, a 10 foot long gray I was just going to say there's one large thing you could do to look younger. That's for sure. Pull up my penis. <laughs> Walk around. Mm. Hey, I'm young. Look at my penis. No, that wasn't that's not what I'm talking about. Oh, is it shaving the beard? It's shaving the beard. Yeah. Yeah, Courtney would agree with you. She yeah. hates it. It does thing. make you look older. It does. It does. Yeah. Makes me look like a prospecting gold mountain man old have yes. a mule, but life wisdom. I got some wise things that I could say because of this beard. Mm, I don't no? see why. I don't see wisdom. I see. I Almost. see. Uh, <laughs> I see moonshine dependency. Yeah. Um, your mustache is getting quite a bit bigger. It is. Yeah, yeah. It kind of the only downside to having a mustache like that is that it kind of like a lot of times it looks like you just have shit in your teeth. Yeah. Well, and also, man, everything I drink now, I have to like, <laughs> <laughs> like. I gotta get on my bottom lip. It's like a fuck, or I just, or my, it's just constantly wet. Like Courtney has learned, like she doesn't kiss me. Like if I'm drinking a glass of water, I gotta pat that thing off because if she goes to kiss me after water, it's all over her face. So. <laughs> Which is not her. That's not on me. It's like How kissing. Get some it's straws, like kiss, man. It's like That's kissing a wet dog. <laughs> um. Anyway. So, yeah. So anyway. So this. So then. So you have the smuggling going on, but again, it's just all these farmers. Um, who are like, you know, they're literally growing crops and also they grow poppy or they grow marijuana or whatever. And so then in the sixties you have like the, the hippie boom, right? So you have all these hippies. And so you have this huge increase in the consumption of pot in the United States. So then from there you have, and, and at that time you basically, you, you kind of have like, think of it, um, like it's just all these like independent traffickers, right? So it's these independent smugglers and this guy, um, named Miguel Angel Felix Gallardo. Um, he came up with the idea to basically, if they all united and they went completely vertical, meaning so what they did was they stopped because the problem with the farms is the farms would get raided. So basically they would, they made these giant fields in the middle of deserts where they would grow, uh, like the biggest one was like 2,500 acres and they would have these fields and they basically, there was these two California guys and I didn't write their name down, but they came up, they're the ones who came up with seedless weed in the seventies. Was it the beach boys? It was the beach boys. (laughs) It was Brian Wilson. Yep. (laughs) And anyway, and so they made, they made seedless marijuana. And so they were growing, like they were growing the seedless marijuana and it was number one, it was like way more potent. Number two, uh, it was way more desired because people didn't get the seeds. And then also because you, it, because with, it didn't have seeds, you could package more marijuana, more sellable product within the, when they were bundling it. So all in all, it was just a way more profitable thing for them. And since it was like, they, they all controlled it. Hmm. Um, and so basically that was the formation and, and they didn't call it at the time they called it the Federation, but that basically was kind of their predecessor to the Guadalajara cartel which is kind of responsible for what happens, like like how we end up with Mexico being the, the biggest like 
trafficker of cocaine. So, um, but of cocaine or of marijuana, we don't want them to get. We don't want them to to come kill us. We don't want to be on their shit list. I don't think they listen to this podcast. (laughs) You don't know know. that? That's true. I don't know. Well, and I'm not saying, I mean, most of these people are dead or in prison, so I I don't think they're going to come for us. Um, So, but then uh, Miguel Angel Felix Corrado is one of the key figures in the early history of drug cartels in Mexico. Born on January 8th, 1946, he was often referred to as the godfather or the boss of bosses in the world of drug trafficking. Felix played a pivotal role in the formation of the Guadalajara Cartel, a.k.a. the Federation. And uh, I'm not sure if Star Trek stole that from him. Star Trek. The Federation. <laughs> Star Trek. Um, yeah. You ever watch Star Trek? They were, it was all part of the Federation. Oh, yeah. Star Did Trek. You... I've seen Star Trek. Not Star Trek. Have you seen? Have you have you guys seen Go Fuck Yourself? <laughs> yeah, that's great. It's yeah, really good. Yeah. yeah, underrated. It's my favorite seen, show about you two. I've seen Star Search. <laughs> I've seen, yeah, I remember Star Search. Yeah, yeah. Star Wars. Mm-hmm. So I'll bet Starfish. this guy was. Uh, I bet he was a nice man. I'll bet he like he was he was very considerate, um, nonviolent. Well, in the beginning, he was. Oh, yeah, okay. Well, and what's what's crazy is m- most of these guys like. Uh, um, because there's and, and so I'm going to kind of break this down where I'm going to kind of talk about the trafficking and then I'm going to talk about the Mexican government and kind of how those two, because the Mexican government was so corrupt uh, and why it was so corrupt that that's kind of how like it was just like the perfect storm for this to work. The opinions of John Banks don't necessarily work. I, it's <laughs> not my opinion. Greg it's, and Kevin. So if you're part of the cartel, please do not kill us. Kill John first. Thank you very much. This has been. Well, why did you say first? First, I what? mean, first and only. Oh, there you go. First and only what? To only die. kill, only kill John. Mm. I don't. And your message will be received. <laughs> <laughs> That's enough. That's enough killing. We uh, we won't do it again. <laughs> <laughs> Keep in mind the format of our podcast. One person did the research, and the other two only learned about the topic the same time as you did. There, cartel. I don't think you get how cartels work. If they're coming for me, they're coming for all three of us. Damn it! <laughs> so, because not how cartels work. And do you notice that you constantly tell me I don't know how things work? Yes. Yeah. That's you know not why? how you it's... teach something. Somebody how things work. How do I teach things how something works? That's not how you teach somebody how things work by just. Oh, I'm fucking so, I don't want you to learn things. I just want you to know that you're wrong. I, I apologize for not being clear about that. I'm so professorial. <laughs> Guys, what, what happened today? Man. You're being very mean to each other. Yeah. Like Fuck more so than usual. <laughs> <laughs> You're there just you pissed because you don't have bangs anymore. I, okay. You know, you know, Greg, it, you always go. Never mind. I was just keep for going. the low hanging fruit. Just, like no. in your pants. No, you always just you always go for the forehead. <laughs> like, like always. Always I'm for sorry. the forehead. I'll just sit here and not say anything ever again. <gasps> okay. Well, I mean, like the little dick joke thing is yeah, it's a little you know. Okay, your dick's huge. <laughs> a little seventh grade. Right. You should you should up your game and be like us and have more of a ninth grade sophisticated <laughs> yeah. humor. Man, come on, at least make it to high school for God's yeah. sake. Like a child. You're a yeah. child. Just in your fucking child. Black slimming shirt. Um, what? I don't know. Uh, so Miguel, uh, his legacy is significant in the history of drug trafficking in Mexico, making the, transition from, <laughs> making the transition from loose trafficking networks to more structured and powerful cartels that continue to impact the region to this day. So basically, and this guy, he, oh, so he was like a cop before he, he was like a state 
police guy in Mexico. And then, and then he started growing like, and even, even at the time, like when he kind of came up with the idea, um, for this, he was actually a police officer. Um, hmm. and then he kind of came up with this idea. So he kind of had a, he had a little inside track. Yeah. How yeah. to get away with some shit. Yeah. And you, and basically you, you just had, had like star track. <laughs> he had a star track. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, you have a little dick. And bangs. And bangs. So. And you're bad at sports. <laughs> <laughs> I don't try to get hit, hit all the Gregisms. Anxiety? I don't know. I don't yeah. make, he doesn't really make fun he makes up, he make, he does make fun of himself for anxiety. He does. Climate, yeah, that's true. Climate. <laughs> no, yeah. it's also I'm making not. fun of himself, though. So are you like... Do you think that your very prominent forehead is a is a good feature of your face, Greg? Is that why you go after the? Oh, what was that? What oh, that happened? was a. That was crazy. So I just got a text message and it dinged, and I was just I thought that was Kevin, <laughs> but it was not. It was my computer. It was not. It was not me. Um, there you go. There that you go. one was me. Other founding I, members. I'm pretty sure this is gonna be funny when you get to the. To my forehead. Yes, no, I have a it. big. I have a big forehead. I was, I was done. I was done. Oh. You have a big forehead. I, Doesn't I, everybody kind of though? Unless you have a very low hairline. You kinda, yeah, oh, kind of. Everybody has a big forehead. Don't step in and defend him. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> That's Kevin. true. Try- I don't know. I don't know why I did that. I <laughs> take it back. I'll help you. It's because I'll edit it out. It's because you're handsome, <laughs> Kevin. I love you. Oh, no, you don't. You're so cute. So lo- bunch of lies. I want to kiss you. Um. <laughs> Other founding members of the Guadalajara cartel were. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna get in so much trouble with this. I episode. know this is That's not good. <laughs> it's just. Get, are you gonna give us their social security numbers Here's too? The thing. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> this is. There's been books written by for each of these guys, and every but, author got no, murdered. I was gonna ask where all those, how those authors are doing. The authors are fine, but they did. I will say the drug cartels definitely killed a lot of fucking reporters in Mexico. Yeah. Um, but, so but not shut here. the fuck up about now you know why I do episodes about anxiety. Your topics give me anxiety. Well, there's no, here's the thing. There's no way we're going to affect their business. And at the you end of the day, don't know. I get anything negative. So the 300 members or the 300 people who listen to our podcast, they're going to stop buying drugs, which is going to cause a cascading effect and totally collapse the drug market. Well, so I you, guess the one of our is, first ever listeners was El Chapo. <laughs> uh, I should have probably mentioned that earlier. Well, we did do that episode on how to escape prison. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> and if you are listening to this show, please keep doing drugs. As a matter of fact, maybe increase your usage. We got to keep those cartels happy. That's true. <laughs> That's, yeah. I, again, I don't. I don't think we're gonna. Bring there you go again. Assuming well, one of us is gonna end up dead. I mean, but those reporters thought they were gonna make it too, John. <laughs> If Ronald and Nancy couldn't stop it with their just say no campaign, I don't think we're going to be the guys. I just, you know, maybe, maybe we're going to be the guys, but what was the, I don't uh, want to stop the drug cartels. I don't either. <laughs> I'm just, I just, okay, we need a disclaimer then. <laughs> what if I said I want to stop them? <laughs> Never, but I just want to make it clear that we don't. <laughs> what was that Melania Trump campaign that made no sense? That was like an anti-bullying or or something. Do you remember? Yeah, that? she was like, "Don't they be like all, my husband." She was like, "Yeah, everything my husband does, don't do it." No, it was it, like they had the it but... had like some name that wasn't even proper English. I don't know because all the first ladies always have some sort of a, you know, they champion something, and hers like, oh, I don't remember. In fairness, I 
I don't know what Doug's doing, really. <laughs> what, who? The first gentleman. Oh, the What? Oh, I guess that's Kamala Harris's. Never mind. Yeah. What's, <laughs> what's Joe doing? I'm not doing? sure what you're talking about. Yeah. So this is why I make fun of you for being stupid. <laughs> this. Just let me prove the point. You don't need to prove it for me. Touche. Be best. Um, is that what it was? Yeah. Jesus. Come on. Be Melania. best. <laughs> I like that laugh. What the fuck is that? <sighs> well, that's just, yeah, don't Not hit good. people. Don't, don't hit people. Don't bully. I, I don't know how that. Uh, you, you, don't whatever. trumpet. Or Putin it. Don't trump it. Be more like Biden. Did you hear that your buddy Tucker Carlson's going to interview Putin? I know. Yeah. Do you think he's Do you think he's going to pee on him? (laughs) What? If if Putin wants him to, he probably will. Yeah. I mean, I just I just feel like I feel like Tucker's like a cuck. (laughs) So I just feel like I think Tucker will pee in his pants. Yeah. Like, what a weird what a weird world we're living in. I know. I know. I feel like he should get arrested and. Shoot Tucker? Yes. Well, you did do an episode about him, and it I was did. not flattering. Yeah. No, it was it was it was perfect. But it <laughs> but, does make sense that he's going to go. I mean, it does make sense. He would like he's a sh- piece of shit, and it totally makes sense that he would go interview him. So he is. He's, and and also, I'm so if, so if the cartels way, don't get us, Putin will. I'm way less afraid of Tucker Carlson than the cartels. Let's just put that up there. What's Tucker going to do? Fucking come in, try and give me a wedgie. Maybe he'll interview us. <laughs> Good. I welcome it, Tucker. Um, all right. So then, your other best questions, John. Give me your email address <laughs> <laughs> to, to Tucker. It's John at Beard dot com. Or you can get Kevin at Kevin at Beard dot com. Beer. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. Beer yep. and Beard dot com. And Greg at www dot dot com. You can find sweaters dot com. <laughs> Greg at who turned up the thermostat dot com. <laughs> Oh wait! Oh, now it's too cold. <laughs> now it's hot. Now it's cold. Rafael Caro Quintero. Uh, he was a close asso- associate at of AOL. Felix, and he was. <laughs> what did you say? At AOL. <laughs> um. Uh, and he. Uh, let's see. Other and then you had Ernesto Fonseco Correro, as known as Don Neto, and then Hector Luis Palmer Salazar. Um, and basically, like those four guys. You know, it's uh, it's really difficult to believe that John's actually been working with a dialect coach <laughs> on this episode, but he he did. I kind of know that, right? He sent me the receipts. <laughs> <laughs> um, and all of let's see, so let's see. Uh, Keep Raphael, telling me can't expense that shit. <laughs> no, Raphael yeah, was uh, he was uh, there was he was arrested in 1985 um, in relation to uh, the killing of Enrique Quique Camarino, who was a DEA agent. Um, it was actually, and, and before that time, so he, uh, he was killed in, and we'll talk about it in a little bit, but he was like killed in 1985 and was he undercover? Well, uh, he, well, so at, b- because of the way the DEA worked, they were very open. And so he did like, he wasn't really undercover and the cartel, um, believed and he, and he probably was one of the main guys responsible for a big marijuana seizure. Um, uh-huh. and when that happened, uh, it, it, yeah, they, they killed him, they tortured him and killed him. Um, and but, ah, but it was very part. bad. That was always the worst. Yes. Not, I mean, it yeah. was bad for Kiki, but it was bad because basically what that did was that the United States government, because um, at that time the DE agents were working very closely with Mexican government. And so basically, the US government was like, 
uh, and, and a lot of de-agents were just like, let's, it was kind of like, let's get revenge. And so then it, it started like, a, they got a little more loose with how the DEA got a little bit loose with how they were operating in Mexico. They started waterboarding and shit. Yeah. Yeah. They started doing some like, you know, like they, they definitely used the same tactics that the drug dealers or drug traffickers were using. Um, but yeah, so Rafael <laughs> went to jail and in, in, in relation or, uh, who will police the police, right? Um, is it Sting? Sting. <laughs> oh, we both said Sting at the exact same you time. You totally Sting. did. That was fantastic. Fuck yeah, John. I'm back in love with you. <laughs> you never fell out of love with me. We're just having a little spat. You know, it it makes the sex more intense. I don't take the spat seriously, John. I fucking love you. I want to lick your fucking beard pubes. I mean, they are. Oh, did I tell you? So how long do how long <laughs> you think my beard is? <laughs> how long oh. do you think this thing is? Well, stand up for a second. Yeah, stand up. Let's see the whole thing. Gonna go. I think it's. I think it's eighteen. No, nineteen inches. Overshot. I'm gonna say fourteen. Nine inches. Oh, that's it. <laughs> nine, nine inches. That's impossible. Yeah. yeah. I really thought it was over a foot. I, honestly, well, I, I, did. I measured. It's like yeah, from from like from I mean, I guess where it's to where? Ten inches from here, but like yeah, the, this from chin down is nine. So that's yeah. That's it. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's that's embarrassing. Wait, wait, but what did you say? This from your lip? So it's about ten inches from here okay. from the lip to the bottom, and then from from the chin down is is nine inches. Hmm. Uh-huh. Who's got nine inches? <laughs> this guy. This guy. <laughs> so, um, Ernesto Donetto, another key member of the cartel, uh, was involved in drug trafficking, played a role in the career, and he was arrested in 1985 along with Caro Quintero, and they were so they were both r- arrested on the suspicion, and I think later convicted on the murder of Kiki. Um, Why did the DEA agent have a nickname? Um. I, I didn't research that. <laughs> I don't know. Why, why does like, that matter? Kind of, yeah, kind of weird. I mean, I, I'll, I'll look it up. I'll see. Yeah, we'll do follow up. But you said he wasn't undercover, so he just wanted to be. Well, he did Kiki. some things, in it, but but it was all the so the 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 because the because of the corruption in the local police and in the government. Um, so basically, it's the, this. What is the saying? It's. Um, if you have if you have God, you like if you have God, you don't need the angels. If you have the angels, you don't need God. And it's in relation to corruption in Mexico. And so basically it means oh. like if you if you've paid off the local authorities and you're only doing criminal activity in a local area, then you don't need to go up the ladder and have Could you imagine, John, if you could monetize the information that you have in your head? I mean, are we monetizing useless. with this podcast? <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. So Hey Kevin, you haven't paid me for yeah i know ever where is my six million dollar check kevin (laughs) i keep telling you it's coming i just gotta move some money around (laughs) i just gotta launder and move some money hey cartel kevin (laughs) um and then and so then and then if you have god meaning that if you have like a really high up official paid off then that gets you through you know that that's i mean because that's how they basically the way the the way they worked is they just paid off a bunch of fucking people like every fucking not every but so many like Local police, state police, federal police, uh, army, military, so many people were involved in, you know, are being paid off by drug cartels. And we'll get how many how many people who were murdered do you think would would not have been murdered if drugs were never made illegal? Like you talk about you talking about ODs or you're talking about you are just murdered in Mexico. I'm just saying murders in in general because the drug trade. And I'm not saying like I'm not advocating for all drugs to be legal. I'm not sure. You know, I think was it Portugal who does that? It seems to be working okay. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. It's just it's just crazy to think about how much violence and how much death 
has well, come get, from. It all I depends can... if H.H. Holmes or Sawyer Bean got a hold of them. So, <laughs> so this was like one of the last things I'm going to talk about, Call but back. since you brought it up. So, so the total casualties, um, and this is basically, this is the number of people who have died in, in what is considered uh, like war, right? So like fights, and, and this is like just in Did Mexico. you ever see Casualties of War with Michael J. Fox? I uh, did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Does it have anything movie. to do with this? Okay, well, okay. It does. Okay. I don't know what. <laughs> John, I want this. John, I want the stat. Don't listen to Greg. Okay, so the stat is so forty one Kevin. <laughs> forty one thousand people, uh, like soldiers, uh, or forty one thousand people have died, like in actual like shootouts, right? And that would be between like drug cartels and the like army, the, like Mexican army, drug cartels and police. So that they consider that like war, like actual in the like the battle. But then you have an estimated, and this is just since two thousand six. So this is from two thousand six to present. Um, you have a, uh, an estimated 400,000 dead, like innocent bystanders from the drug, you know, from just being 400, murdered. 400,000? Wow. 400,000. And this is just in Mexico. This isn't the, there's no this Americans. Is way more than fucking dengue fever. Y- yes. <laughs> I honestly thought with our, your first one, 41 seemed low, but then yeah, yeah. you throw that in there and then you're like, oh yeah. my God. Well, yeah, then, he just then, went, he just went up a lot, didn't he? There's another 60,000 plus people who have gone missing that they believe have gone missing in relation to drug cartels because drug cartels as you know, as they were organized and because of the structure of these cartels, you know, the people at the top are making most of the money and it's still like for other things you can do in Mexico, it's still a very good living, but you know, it led like they started doing human trafficking. They started doing, um, maybe that's where my dad went. <laughs> I mean, my mom always said he went out for a pack of cigarettes. <laughs> Maybe something. No, it's a big leap there, buddy. Yeah, I just went to the drug cartel. No, he died. (laughs) I'm sorry. That's he's no longer with us. Yeah. Well, it's true. He did die, but not related to that. Although Um, kind of related to it because he was definitely on drugs when he died because he was on hospice and they gave him a lot of shit. Well, John, we went to we would go visit him. We did. I know a lot. Yeah. I remember. I remember the day you uh, found out he died. John was a really good friend. He still was. is. He still is. <laughs> I, I, I meant, I said was, and I know it's shitty, but I meant no, was. No, we know what you meant. We know I meant, meant when when I needed him the most, he was right there. Yeah. I, mean, I remember his, the day he died. And him you, and his half-inch beard. You love, this yeah, back when, I think at that time it was like quarter-inch beard. It was uh, could have been. way less, way less beard. I, I love you, John. Thanks for being there for me. Buddy. I love you, I too. Needed you. Um, I didn't know how much I needed you until I had you there. Oh. Very special you. history defeats itself. Kevin Easy. Kevin was never around when my dad died. No, Kevin's I was not. No, he's not there for anything. He was pissed because I didn't go to his wedding. <laughs> oh, I didn't get invited to his wedding. Yes, you did. Oh, yeah, I did. Fuck. Did your dad die after my wedding? I don't know. I just no. felt like saying that to make you okay. feel did. He did die after your wedding. Oh, okay. He died did? because you what got married. Did you get married? <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he was in love with Sheena, and it was heartbreaking <laughs> to him. that. He when, didn't have a what year did you get married? Uh, it was April of 2012. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was before my dad died. Let's pour one out. <laughs> For Greg's dad. For the A-man. Are you drinking straight whiskey? Now I did, because it was my dad. God damn, dude. I could do a little sippy. He never really drank much alcohol, my dad. Um, all right, all right, come on. Let's let's get to it. <laughs> I mean, I've got... This is... I'm just. This is like the first fucking page. I've got. I nine got all pages, night. You gotta stop picking topics that could be like 15 part series. I got all night. 
I fucking really made it short. I edited the shit out of this, so it should be. No, you did not. I did. did. You didn't account for our stupidity. That's on you. I've been I've been drunk for at least thirty five minutes of this episode. Okay, all right, all right. So the so then in the I'm enjoying it, John. Um, so no, before, no, no, don't rush. I got know, time. So before moving from trafficking to cocaine, the Guadalajara cartel was moving a shit ton of marijuana into the U.S. Do you need me to say Sinaloa again? I do. I do. <laughs> um, the U.S. was pushing because so Kiki, right? So so Kiki, the Kiki DEA Palmer knew like he he knew about this field where they were growing like marijuana, uh, and it was twenty five hundred acres they were growing like in the middle of the Chihuahua Desert. And so the finally, so the U.S. government was pushing them, pushing them, pushing them to basically go in and take this out. But the, the Mexican government didn't want to do it because a lot of the people who would make that call were getting pay it off, payoffs from them. And do you think we should get someone to do <laughs> to like sign what we're saying so that way our deaf listeners can enjoy the podcast? I don't think we have deaf listeners. You don't know that. Are I don't. I mean, and, I'm, and, I'm, and that's fine. They can do the YouTube thing and put the captions on. That's true. Okay, that's boring, but okay. <laughs> so, we don't have a budget to hire a person who can sign. Have you ever been to a, like a festival, like a concert, and there's like someone in the corner signing the the festival? No, the, I, the don't, I don't go. I don't just go like really, really yeah, yeah, into it like, and stuff. <laughs> that's part of the signing. <laughs> I learned, I learned, I learned. Um, uh, I love you. It's, no, no, it's, uh, wait, it's, fuck you it's so it's 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 fuck you twat waffle <laughs> I learned that today. So. it's so funny because it didn't get funny until the waffle <laughs> so i learned that taking a poop um, okay yeah. what yeah Ow. um what so anyway, so so they so there was this place that they they had the the Guadalajara cartel. They had a place in the Chihuahua Desert that they called the Rancho Buffalo, which is just Buffalo Ranch. And so it was, really, yeah, that was, a, that that was one, what it's called. You know on what? Nose. That one actually, John. I think I got that. I think I had that one. Surprisingly, well, for our, you only for had our, to get rid of the O in Rancho. <laughs> rancho Buffalo, or Buffalo Ranch. Um, <laughs> And so they had, so it was 2,500 acres. That's where they John had, lost his virginity. They had 25 warehouses that were basically all bigger than the size. And this was funny because the I'm, I'm, I'm currently actually listening to this book called El Narco, written by this British guy. And he, in this, he was talking about it. And it was 25, they had 25 warehouses that were bigger than football fields. And I was like, oh. And then I realized he was talking about soccer fields. <laughs> so oh. So you had to do conversions? <laughs> yeah, so I had to do a conversion. So... Fucking I don't know Europeans. how big a soccer field is compared. I know soccer fields actually vary in size. They're not like a standardized thing. Um, Are you, but, really? Yeah. They're, Soc- they're not. A soccer field's bigger than a football field, right? Or at least, at least it's wider, I think. I think so. But, but it's like every, every, like every stadium in Europe and all over the world, the soccer fields are different sizes. I mean, there may be some that are equal, but there's not a standardized size. Hmm. There should be. Mm-hmm. There should be, but it's. And they should be a lot smaller. They're way too big. They should, and be they a lot should, more exciting. They should, should be the size of a way to maybe. F- I think what they should do is freeze the soccer field, and have all the soccer players put on skates. Mm. And maybe instead of using the ball, they should use a puck. Are you talking about and, field hockey? <laughs> and then maybe hockey. they should have hockey sticks. I don't know hockey sticks. Have either of you and ever then, played field hockey? No. Okay. N- no, and the reason why is because we're not. Uh, 
We're not girls at prep school. All right. Well, and and it's the sticks are too short. I can't bend over like that. It looks hard yeah, on the back. It looks like it's and, real hard yeah. on the back. Yeah, Kevin's got scoliosis. He's not doing that. I, I, I don't, but it, I should. And and he doesn't wear underwear, so when he's running around, his balls are just slapping on it's his just legs, slapping all over the over my leg. It's a way. It's, I, I normally wear underwear. I, I'm an underwear. I'm pro underwear. I don't I usually, know. I, don't I know. usually tape up Kevin in the in the locker room. <laughs> Today, for some reason, we ran out of tape. Well, my balls are swollen. As they should be. <laughs> um, so yeah, so they have these 25 warehouses and 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 then so anyway, so then they, they end up the Mexican military, Mexican army goes in and they end up burning between what they had drying in the warehouses and what they had in the field, they end up burning ten thousand tons of marijuana. Jesus. That's a lot. Which is which is was That's a lot more than I have in the garage. <laughs> Wow. I have so little of marijuana. I don't even measure it in tons. I measure it in grams. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, it's a bigger number. Wow. <laughs> That's insanity. So the value, and this was, this happened in November, 1984. So the value estimated value at that time was $160 million. So if you translate that in 2024, $2024, it would be about $428 million worth of, worth of wheat. $428 million. Which, which wow. kind of like if that happened to you, you're like, who's to blame for this? And like, oh, this DE agent, and then they killed him. You know, oh, I'm not, and I'm not saying the guy deserved to die, but I'm saying like, if you're a drug organization and someone costs you 428 million dollars, you're not gonna no. be happy about it. No, no, you do the right thing. You actually, you can't justify murder. I'm not saying you can. I don't. No, you're saying you. Well, no, I'm not, no, not. no, I'm not. I'm saying that like, he's saying that he, it's. It makes sense that they went after him. Right. He's, he's saying a, like, he's saying it's not right. But you can see why it happened. <laughs> well, no, no, no. I, 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 right. I don't agree. What John with, said I was, I would have done the same fucking thing. That's what if, I heard John say. If I were what a John drug said was, <laughs> I, I, John <laughs> said, John said, I pulled the trigger. Here's the thing. If you call, if either one of you guys cost me $428 million, I feel it'd be justified in murdering you, not torturing yeah. you. Just a quick shot to the head. John, you would kill us over 28 bucks. Well, I mean, if you were near me, yes. <laughs> like, I'm not going to get on a plane and go somewhere to do it. But yeah, yeah. It's, I would kill you over like a taco, Del Taco mill. So I'm a murdery kind of guy. <laughs> We've established that early on. If of the three of us, who's going to murder? It's going to be me. Not really. He's I'm definitely really. going to get caught because, you know, he's going to fucking leave. Beard pubes up there. I, well, here's the thing. I, <laughs> beard pubes. I, I feel guilty. Like, I can't even, like, do, like, a little white lie. I always feel guilty. So, like, man, if I killed someone, I, I would I would tell everybody. <laughs> like, I just guilt. Like, I killed that guy. I feel really bad about it. I should go. I can tell white lies, but, yeah, if I killed somebody, I, I think the guilt would get to me. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like it's a slippery slope there, liar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how the tables have turned. Anyway, yeah. So, Lord, oh. you, you one hit and run, and all of a sudden, you're a bad man. <laughs> <laughs> One so, non-yielding at a roundabout, and all of a sudden you're <laughs> fucking the Pope. So on the same year, that, 1995. So 1984. Um, so on the same year that uh, the Mexican government is burning this field, um, the Colombian cartels. You may have heard of this gentleman named Pablo Escobar, or Ooh. the. Uh, There's a show about him. There is a show about him. There's lots of called? lots of shows. Um, but so basically, so they, they had the Caribbean thing. They, so they were flying through the Caribbean and, and so the U S government 
uh, Ronald Reagan actually got the the Navy involved, got the Army involved, um, and it was like a literal war on drugs. So they were really tightening like, up that. I corridor. know. Let's send a Navy. <laughs> <laughs> like, Just say Mr. no. Say no. Mr. Say no. Say no. Mr. President, there's no ocean anywhere near there. <laughs> but I think the Coast Guard needs to get there. So. So about Mexico the time Mexico tear down this wall. <laughs> so about the time they're <laughs> shutting off the Caribbean corridor um, is right when the NAFTA deal goes through. Mr. John Banks, <laughs> tear down. The- <laughs> Greg does a really good old man voice, doesn't he? he does. Mr. John he Banks, does. take down this wall. Do the, do the whistly, do and, the whistly old man, Greg, and tuck me in, <laughs> <laughs> and read me a story, Nancy. <laughs> I think such maybe. I can't do it because I used to be able to see old man because I had that tooth thing. Oh, and now my teeth are. Fucked. Oh, ah, God damn it! Why did I ever get fucking implants? Knock them out again. Knock them out again. I used to have the sweetest. Punch yeah, yourself so you can get rid of them. I so, used to have the best whistling old man voice ever. Just, just. So as that's happening, you have NAFTA. Right, that starts, and so NAFTA really opens up the border, and so basically, so the Cali cartel and the Medellin cartel, which actually, I, like I did, I, I learned this reading this book. So what they call them cartels, but actually, it really was just you know like Pablo Escobar was like the famous person out of the Medellin cartel, but it was actually like a large group of smugglers, right? Like they, they all work together. Um, Would you call them cells? Sleeper cells. Well, so so that's so it did start to like the the drug trade actually transformed. Um, uh, with the Juarez cartel, the cartel, um, and they they basically like they figured out how to kind of do it where you you did you had like the the right hand didn't know what the left hand was doing because that's one of the problems was if somebody got busted, then you know they would kind of give everybody up or get murdered. <laughs> Most <laughs> time they'd get murdered or both. Yeah, um, I'm giving everybody up and now I'm murdered. <laughs> if it's anything I, like every single TV show I've seen about right? it, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're not. That's not going to go well. Nobody. Did, uh, didn't Richard Nixon kind of start the war on drugs? Well, he started the DEA. Okay. Yeah, he started okay. the DEA in like 73 or 74. Cuz he was big on like criminalization of of drugs, wasn't he? Yeah, I remember yeah, this he's also something. super. I mean, but you know, like we've we talked like, you know, it's 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 all like the the desire to make drugs illegal is very rooted in racism. And I'm and I'm and I and, and it's it's like proven like these things like there's recordings of him basically talking about like wanting to stop weed and heroin because of the blacks right like mm-hmm. so, you know it, it's something he said something like that in his recordings you know and and the same thing like Harry Anslinger was like a big guy a big pusher in the in 1917 uh, for the Harris bill the Harris Act uh, which made opium and, and cocaine illegal and and um, uh, he he was very prejudiced against Mexicans. Right. So, you know, so it was like, and he believed that Mexican, you know, and it was like, you know, if they smoke weed, they'll rape your women, you know, they'll start raping white right. women and you know, yeah. it was all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Right. So it's definitely like the world. Cause we like, all know when you're high, the first thing you want to do is go out and commit violent crime. Yeah. After you eat Del Taco After you- <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 sh- and watch like seven hours of television. Then yeah, you're exactly. Like, yeah. Most of that crime you want to commit against your toilet <laughs> <laughs> because of the Del Taco. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's, it's like, it's like, I'm not even going to have the energy to masturbate. I'm definitely not going to have the energy to get up and go like sexually assault someone. No. Yeah, yeah. you're not going to plot a crime. Yeah. I think <laughs> I I've mentioned remember, it. On- <laughs> I don't remember why I got up. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I have to go back to the room where I had the idea. 
Was that going to the bathroom or going to murder someone? <laughs> I don't remember. Yeah, I, I I think I've mentioned this on this podcast before, and I'm not I'm not a uh, Joe Rogan fan at all. But he did have a good line years ago that was I've never heard of anybody getting high and going home and beating their wife. Mm. You know, and it's a good line. It's it is. It's, it's true. Good, yeah, it's it's very true. You know, yeah. it's a it's a you know. When I mean, you, I would say it's, it's unless, definitely a, unless she did not have those quesadillas ready. That is true. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> but good again, point, that was a sat- satirical joke. <laughs> satirical joke. Um. So yeah. So so like no as as the that. Caribbean thing shutting down, then you basically you have this whole network of already set up in Mexico where they're moving and and again they're moving mostly weed at this point. They're still moving a little bit of opium, but but it's mostly weed. Um, and so then Cannabis cocaine comes along for you prof- European listeners. <laughs> well, the, the profit margin on cocaine, uh, is insane, right? Like it's, um, basically you, you can make $5 million a week versus okay, hang on, hang on. I'm, I'm running yeah, this but What's down. your, I'm what's this the down. cost? What's your COGs? Your, your, I don't know what CO, cost of, cost cost of, goods? of goods. Oh, cost of goods. Um, yeah. What's your overhead looking like? You gotta factor it in, buddy. Uh, well, because well, at this point, the, you got the, a lot of insurance I, if, needed for that. What if you're making five million dollars a week, but but your costs are six million a week? You're well, in no, the no, hole. No, it's five million dollars profit. <laughs> you're oh, making profit. five million dollars. You're clearing. Oh, 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 well, that's you're important. Clearing five million. Is yeah. that after? I thought you were just saying in sales. Yeah, that's after commissions. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's they don't really do commissions. They have a bonus structure, and that's mostly like trips to Hawaii and Guadalajara. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, okay. You know, Puerto Vallarta. Fancy cars. Yeah. Um. Man, this sales manager is constantly the <laughs> Um, so so basically, so this a Felix guy, right? So he like goes down uh, and he meets like he meets with um, the Cali cartel, and then the Cali cartel is like, okay, we're in, and and they were basically they were getting paid. Uh, they just basically were getting paid to traffic, so they weren't getting a cut. And basically, what they would do is they would deliver the the co- they would fly the cocaine from Colombia into. Nicar- no, what's what's the fucking Honduras? So they would fly that into Honduras and then they would move it through Honduras, Guatemala, and into Mexico and then come up to the border. Good um, Lord. Yeah, it, it was like, it's crazy, right? Um, but John only did getting- his, this entire episode on an episode of Miami Vice. Cocaine <laughs> <laughs> Cowboys. So they would, but they would, um, but they're only getting paid to sell it. And then, then I'm getting paid to transport it, right? So their percentage was small, but still they were making a shit ton of money. Um, and, and then basically what they would do is once they got it across the border, they would deliver it to a location that the Cali cartel and then eventually Pablo Escobar got involved with uh, the Medellin cartel. So they would deliver Medellin, like they would deliver where they wanted. Like, so, so the Medellin, the Medellin, 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 because I, hey, who's been in Colombia, motherfucker? You or me? Me. I have not, so I can't. Or, or I, is... I would totally go there if I if it wasn't for the fucking drugs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, it was. We loved it. We I, I highly recommend. I've heard really good things. about It was amazing. You love the drugs? Uh, no, no, Colombia. We loved like oh. we, the, we loved Medellin, Bogota, Heracol. Um, it, yeah, it was it was all amazing. Cartagena sucked. Don't go to Cartagena because you might as well just just go to Miami. <laughs> it's just the same. Like you, it's don't don't go to Cartagena. Um, but anyway, so they started moving it, and then um. What, this travel advice brought to you what by they, Airbnb, John Hanks. So they would deliver it to they would deliver it to like a place in the United States that were basically Colombian drug dealers, and so you know they were just paid as like transportation. But then in the late eighties, early nineties, um, as basically because what happened was Felix got arrested, 
1989, Miguel Felix Corrado was arrested and convicted for his involvement in the Kiki murder. Uh, and he's serving 37 years in prison and in Mexico in a Mexican jail. And the arrest led to the fragmentation of the Guadalajara cartel into very smaller cartels, initiating a power struggle and causing a rise in violence and murder. Right. So you had basically it's like you had you had these three corridors. You had, you had Tijuana, Juarez and the, the uh, Brown. I forget the Mexican side of it, but it was going into Brownsville, Texas. And so you had these three corridors that were kind of run by these three groups. And then they start fucking killing each other over like who's going to control it all. Right. Just just like uh, just like the wire. You know, you guys just, <laughs> just work together. Yep. Who was the guy who who robbed the drug dealers? What was Omar? Omar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oof. Um, uh, said that Omar. actor died like a year ago. Yeah, too. It was really sad. Yeah, really sucked. sad. Um, he was good. He was awesome. And so I'm and sorry. Now, he was awesome. And now, basically, what you have going on now is is so you, you now have the like second generation of so you have all of these like people who set this thing up. Now their kids are like basically like the leaders of these cartels. Um, well, it's nepotism, you know. <laughs> They're nepo babies, exactly. They're nepo babies, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and then let's see. In 2008, you had the U.S. and Mexico launched a joint effort to combat drug trafficking and organized crime, providing aid for equipment training and intelligence sharing. And we actually went in, and we trained all of these fucking like Mexican, what we thought were Mexican police, on how to like do military tactics and it turns out a lot of them were actually drug traffickers so we actually God trained damn it how many times has that happened <laughs> Every so time. many times I mean, like, like yeah oh we are our like, worst enemy <laughs> talk about not learning from our history no. i mean fuck yeah. me yeah god next thing you know david copperfield's accidentally gonna give him all his fucking magic tricks <laughs> <laughs> damn it we got duped um so then in uh in 2006 you had a philippe uh, Calderon, who was the president, he increased military involvement, um, and then by deploying military and leading a certain, which actually led a surge in violence, didn't decrease violence, right? So because basically what happens is, is every, it's kind of like every time the Mexican government, so they're either corrupt or when they actually go after these guys, then you know, like the cartels, they've killed judges, newspaper oh, yeah. reporters, police, police. They're chiefs. not good people. No, nope. they're not good people. According to Greg, I think you're fine because I don't want to die. <laughs> I mean, what I meant <laughs> oh, to now say, you're worried. <laughs> what I meant to say is they're really good people. Um, in 2009, he didn't say they're not good people. He said they're hot and good people. <laughs> hot, they're hot, hot, good people. Um, El Chapo in 2009 was captured and he escaped from Mexico uh-huh. prison. Um, but uh-huh. then he was recaptured in 2016 where he was extradited to the U- U.S. And I, and I think he's there. I think he's still there now. I, I think, think he, yeah, yeah, I think like, they, they yeah. have him in some sort of, yeah, you know, like Hannibal Lecter kind of set up, um, on a dolly. And, <laughs> and so, and despite efforts to combat drug trafficking it remains a significant challenge with various, if these episodes get, go too long, I get way too drunk. I mean, well, and that's the thing is like, I'm trying, like I'm looking at the time and I'm just like, all right, I'm going to skip the whole government. Just, just know. So, so basically from 1929 to 2000, there was, uh, the PRI, which was the, uh, the institutional revolutionary party or in Spanish, the Partido this episode Revolucionario of NPR brought to you by PRI, What? I, the national radio. Oh, and so the, it's like, basically it was like a one party government. And so it was so fucking corrupt. Like it, they did mm. good. It also did good things being one party government, but that's like their legacy is kind of like, they're just so fucking corrupt. And like, if they hadn't been corrupt, you probably wouldn't have had the, 
we wouldn't be where we are today. And well, and we and probably fairly, wouldn't even have pickleball. Well, and also, you know, we the America is to blame because we have a very large appetite for drugs, right? Yeah, so of course. If, yeah. if we weren't yeah. buying drugs, then they wouldn't, you know. Which was, I think, you know, the whole just say no and war on drugs and all that stuff was, you know, their way of trying to keep people from, you know, trying to keep people from getting addicted. So then you then, you know, supply and demand and all that. But it's just drugs are too great. You can't this you cat, can't. This cat was in the room the whole time. <laughs> Nobody cares. I didn't even Greg know. Is, Greg is really drunk. <laughs> no, I'm so, really drunk. So uh, according to a 2017 study <laughs> by Global Financial Integrity, which is a Washington think tank studying illicit flows of money, it estimated that Mexican cartels retail value is between 426 to 652 billion dollars. Jesus. Fuck. That's so, a big number. So now here's the crazy number. thing. So the largest company in Mexico is Petroleos Mexicanos and it is only valued at around 142 billion. Jesus. Right. So now imagine if you're a country and your biggest company is 142 billion and your illegal drug trade is 650 billion. What kind of influence are you going to fucking have in that country? Absolutely. Right. And, yeah. and now is it going to be big? It's going to be big. Ooh, and and ooh, ooh. <laughs> well, and big. now now basically Mexican. So in Colombia, Mexican cartels, because the longest time, you know, Colombians were still producing the cocaine. Um, now Mexican cartels have moved into the jungles and they're actually produ- they're, they're in control of the whole operation. So and there's like the violence in Colombia is starting to uh, get violent again. What are you doing? Why are you writing big? <laughs> because big influence. Oh, I got so much cat hair on my sleeve from holding that cat for like three seconds. Um, yeah. All right. He's really, so, really very drunk. And blah, 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 blah. Fuck you, Kevin. So so the answer to the question, last call, Do you does history repeat itself? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need one. Are we are we defeating ourselves? Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> You know, okay. and yeah. I would say, like, I would, I would make the argument that I, I think the only way you're going to win the war on drugs is to stop having a war on drugs, and you have, we have to do it. Like, if we want the violence in Mexico to stop, because people aren't going to fucking stop doing drugs, and if you want the violence in Mexico to stop, then you have to do it. Um, you have to legalize it here, kind of find a, find, like, follow Portugal's model. Um, and then basically what you would do is you would work out trade agreements. And, and unfortunately, you'd have to work out trade agreements with Mexico, Mexican cartels because they're not going to give up the power, but you could stop the violence. Right. Um, yeah, because yeah. it's, it's money. Nobody's going to give up. That's another you, way of defeating yourself. Yeah. Do you know how, how it's going in Portugal? Yeah. Portugal has, uh, has the lowest rate of teen addiction uh, in the world. Uh, or of, of Western countries, like of, of, of developed countries, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it has the um, has one of the greatest recovery rates. Has one? Of, it has the like on all measures, it 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 hits. But so we like Portland and Seattle and L.A. have all taken part of that policy, which is just like we're not going to arrest people anymore for drugs. But Portugal, what they do, and this is where so they've decriminalized a lot of stuff, and basically it's like they don't penalize you if you're an addict so if you're an addict in port so if you're a heroin addict or cocaine addict or whatever it is in portugal you cannot get fired for failing a drug test as long as you're not drink or as long as you're not high at work right so in other words and that's so, so you're you're allowing someone who has an addiction to keep money right to keep their livelihood to keep their lifestyle so then you don't end up with somebody who becomes 
and, and they find that basically if you have community and you have a job that your recovery, like people are able to recover a lot faster and they have one of the lowest like addiction rates in the world. How about crime? Don't Is it low crime rate? Um, I, that I don't know. Like there's not a lot of crime associated with drugs. Right. Right. Um, you know, and, and that's, I know like in LA, like we have fuck tons of crime related to drugs and not necessarily violent crime, just, you know, a lot of like theft, right. A lot of cars get broken into. Sure. So it's, it's expensive here, you know, and there's definitely like on border towns, there's, you know, murder and, you know, there's all, there's all kinds of shit. So anyway, drugs are bad. (laughs) (laughs) Cartels good though. Don't kill us. Yeah. We love the cartels. Hey, let's cheers the cartels. (laughs) Please don't kill us. Keep, Keep you Not guys. You know what? Spell. You are entrepreneurs in my mind. I mean, they're, they're really yeah. They're. I will say it is. It is pretty fucking impressive how these guys, like you know, what these guys did, like from 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 Pablo Escobar to Felix to the, I forget. But they're the, a little heavy on the murder. No, they're yeah, a little heavy on the murder. They're heavy on the murder. Heavy on the murder. Maybe yeah. knock that shit off for sure. But like just like the organization and the systems they set up to move this stuff through. And how creative they get with, you know, like, just like how creative, like they, yeah, it's just crazy how creative they get in getting drugs across the border. Like El Chapo yeah. was the one, El Chapo, like the way he escaped with jail was through a tunnel, but he, he basically, he was one of the first guys to come up with the idea to, to build a tunnel from Tijuana under the U.S. border going into a house. So, cause he bought a John's yeah, house. Yeah. You know, so <laughs> what did you say? Nothing. <laughs> There are a lot of people always milling around behind him, usually in underwear, you know, like, you know, because he doesn't trust them and all that. And yeah, holding large amounts of cash. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, yeah. that was an uplifting one. I like those. Thanks, John. That I was mean, awesome. Thought there's going to be more jokes about drugs. <laughs> I mean, it was. Yeah, I thought we had. I thought we did. All right. We're, we're just terrified. Joke. Look, look, we're terrified of the cartels. Let's, I mean, it makes let's sense. just. Call it what sense. it is. It is a touchy subject. <laughs> well, and Kevin, you're the tallest, so you're going to be the easiest one to see. They'll shoot you first. <laughs> oh, fucking Greg and I have a chance. And I'm the win. whitest. Oh, yeah, that's true. Well, on a snowy day, <laughs> I might be in a good spot. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are fucked on a snowy day. You have to move to Minnesota. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you very much. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And until next time, we love the cartels. <laughs> <laughs>